Hey, welcome back to the weekend edition of Outdoors Live on News Radio, the Mighty 790 KFGO. And I'm your host, Doug Lear. The last shot, the last shot for this weekend edition of Outdoors Live. Uh, we still have a Central Dakota Outdoors report with Pat Stockdale. We're going to get you a podcast extra with Bruin Agri Gone Outdoors, uh, and you can listen to them. You listen to Bruin Agri Gone Outdoors on Saturday mornings at 11 a.m. We know not everybody can listen to them on Saturday mornings. We know not everybody can listen to a podcast. So we break out a podcast extra for you each and every weekend. Before we do that, let's get you a Central Dakota Outdoors report with Pat Stockdale. You read her work in Dakota Country Magazine. She is an award-winning outdoors communicator, and she connects with uh, the people and the places, the bait shops, the gas stations, the motels, the resorts, the guides, to give us a better idea of where people are going, what they're doing, what they're finding outdoors. Well, Pat, what's cooking outdoors this week? Thanks, Doug. Well, warm weather is moving fish into deeper water, but walleye success continues on Devil's Lake, where anglers are enjoying generally fair to good success. Granted, it might be spotty occasionally, but overall it's at least fair. Fish are moving deeper, so try 17 to 25 feet using vertical jigs with night crawlers or leeches along Six Mile Bay, Minnewaukan Flats, the south side of Grams Island State Park, or Rocky Point or Military Point. But it's also worth trying spinners and bottom bouncers with leeches. Work the bridges for white bass because they're still pretty active. Lake Ashtabula still has some walleye success along the channel and breaks, but you'll also want to work the weeds in 5 to 18 feet with crankbaits or slip bobbers. Work deeper for nice-sized crappie. Panfish success continues, including for some nice-sized bluegill, and look for an occasional nice-sized pike as well. Farther west, the Missouri River Tail Race continues producing walleye in the Spillway Channel with good numbers of small fish, but you'll want to sort through for any of your keepers. The river itself is somewhat slow below the tail race with better success at night from shore off the rocks for walleye. Also try three-way swivels in the chutes. Look for fair-to-good catfish activity from the wing walls. Up on Lake Sakakawea, it's best to move around to locate fish on the east end. Try 15 to 18 feet with some success on crankbaits early in the morning. Try Douglas or Stanky Bays, as well as the north side of Mallard Island, and it's also improving around Indian Hills Resort. Anglers are finding some salmon success in deep water using flashers and squids, while smallmouth bass remain active on the east end and west. Fish in the Van Hook Arm, in the midsection, have also moved deeper in 15 to 20 feet. And finally, with lower than normal water levels on many lakes across North Dakota and hot weather, the potential for blue-green algal blooms can increase. The North Dakota Department of Environmental Quality tracks conditions and lists lakes under investigation, those with low levels based on sampling, and advisories and warnings. That doesn't mean it can be a complete list, though, because not all of the lakes have been sampled and conditions can change. Generally, be cautious around any discolored water or some strange-looking algae. Not all algae is harmful, but blue-green algae is toxic and can make people sick. It can also be deadly for dogs. Quickly. Appreciate that report. That is Pat Stockdale, 
and she is an award-winning outdoors communicator. Again, read her work in Dakota Country Magazine and various other publications across the Midwest. Right now, it's time to get you that podcast extra from Scotty Brewer and Kyle Agri. You hear Brewer and Agri gone outdoors at 11 o'clock on Saturday morning. Not everybody can listen then, and not everybody can check out their podcast. So here is a podcast extra from Scotty Brewer and Kyle Agri. You know, at least maybe once or twice a year, because he is our gone outdoors musky expert. Um, and he's not just a gun outdoors musky expert. He is the expert for a lot of guys, Mr. Brett Waldera. He's the president of FM Muskies Inc. Welcome, Brett. Welcome to Gone Outdoors. Hey, thank you. Thank you so much uh, to both of you guys for having me uh, on show and, and allowing me to talk a little bit about my passion uh, of, of muskies. You know, I, I do want to throw out a, a public thank you, Brett, for uh, last summer. I've always wanted to be able to fish with Brett and he brought his boat out to where we were on our family vacation and we fished for, I don't know, four or five hours, chasing muskies around on that lake. And it was a lot of fun. I learned a lot, not only about muskies, about using electronics and everything else. And, you know, that morning was priceless. And I really want to thank you for that and remind you that I still owe you a trip so that you can fish in a boat without a steering wheel someday. Um, and maybe chase after some fish that we can eat. Um, so someday we're going to get that done. That sounds great to me, Scott. So as president of Muskies Inc. in Fargo, um, or FM Muskies Inc., what do you guys got going on? We haven't talked about your club for, boy, I bet at least a year, if not longer. Uh, what's been going on? You guys made it through the pandemic okay, I'm guessing? We, we did. We did. We, uh, we seized our meetings uh, for a few months during the pa- pandemic. Uh, we are back to meeting in person. Uh, our meetings are at the uh, Ramada on 13th Avenue. Uh, they're the fourth Monday of every month at 7 p.m. And uh, in the winter, we have guest speakers come in. We have a general meeting. Then we have guest speakers come in and talk about musky fishing. Uh, now here in the summer months, we don't have guest speakers. Our our membership uh, are our guest speakers. So, you know, at 7 p.m. we start, we go through our general meeting. I talk about, uh, you know, muskie-related topics with Muskies, Inc. or just in our, our region here. And then after that's done, we just go around the room and everybody who's been muskie fishing, uh, you know, shares a story about uh, what's working, um, you know, on the local lakes and things like that. And uh, it's just a phenomenal way to uh, accelerate your learning curve uh, on our, our area lakes around this, uh, this region. Uh, the other thing that we do with FM Muskies, Inc. is we have a, uh, a league, a summer league, and that uh, is Wednesday nights uh, fishing from 6 to 9, and then also some Saturdays uh, fishing from 6 to noon. And then we uh, generally meet afterwards and talk a little bit about what uh, what's going on, what what people are moving fish on, where they're seeing fish. So again, that just really helps uh, you know accelerate the learning curve when it comes to musky fishing. You know, Brett, before you uh, before we ha- have to try and twist your arm and get a little of those tips and and tricks that you're seeing out there so far this summer, I just want to say that is a fantastic idea for a club to be able to have a roundtable like that and share that information. Number one, what a great firsthand source of of information for fellow members. And number two, what a great opportunity to help one another 
uh, better your game, right? To, to improve your skills and to become a better angler. So kudos to you and your club for that. Thank you. Yeah, it's it's a lot of fun and a great way for people to get involved and uh, and share a you know a fun fishing memory. So you know we're going to get into some tips here that you can help make all of us some better musky anglers here in a second. But I got one more question for you. Your yeah. club is based out of Fargo, and a lot of our listeners listener base is here in this area. And if they're interested, they can come check you guys out. But for this show kind of reaches far and wide. It goes out a long ways. Are there other areas, other clubs, and I'm assuming that there is other Muskies Inc. clubs that people can get involved in? And if so, how can they find where those are at? And what's your biggest uh, push for them to do so? Yeah, so there are different clubs uh, across the nation, uh, quite a few in Minnesota, uh, I don't know. I know your your listener base is South Dakota. I don't know if there's any. I do know some some musky enthusiasts in South Dakota. Uh, I was even chasing muskies myself earlier this year in South Dakota. Uh, they've actually got some pretty good waters down there now. But the best way to kind of learn more about uh, Muskies Inc. Uh, is the website, and that's www.muskiesinc.org. So uh, if you go on there, it can get you pointed in the right direction for your closest chapter. All right. Uh, and thank you, Brett, for doing everything you do with Muskies Inc. and spreading spreading the knowledge uh, that all muskie anglers need to help make them better anglers and better stewards of the sport. So right now, you know, we're getting into some midsummer patterns, you know, the water temperatures creeping up there. One question I have for you, and this is something that amazed me when you and I were out in the water last summer, was your use of electronics and your use of side scan. Let's talk a little bit about that and how that has kind of changed musky fishing over the last number of years. Yeah, for sure. I mean, the electronics and what's going on uh, with that technology right now is an absolute game changer uh, when it comes to musky fishing. Um, you know, this this time of year, we're just kind of getting over the open water period. Um, you know, muskies, after they spawn, the bigger females kind of head out to open water. The smaller males will stay in the shallows and everything. But, you know, I've just been using my side imaging the last few weeks, uh, scanning open water and, and casting a specific fish. Uh, now we're, we're in that transition. I was just out. We had a league outing last Wednesday. And uh, believe it or not, I called my cast. I didn't catch the fish, but I marked the fish on my side imaging. I run it uh, off my front trolling motor. And uh, the guy I was fishing with was a, a, a newer member, a younger kid. And I said, hey, cast towards that white cabin on the shore. There's a muskie there. So he casts out. Uh, he didn't bring it up. So then I cast it out. And sure enough, it uh, comes to the boat, follows my lure. But uh, unfortunately, it was in a inactive mood, and I couldn't uh, convert it to hitting by by the boat. But uh, the electronics, being able to see these fish, because uh, we're we're fishing low density fish, it's just an absolute game changer to use your electronics to maximize the efficiency when you're you're musky fishing. Wow, Brett, that's just plain amazing to think that you can target a specific fish out there, see it on your electronics, cast to it, and get it to respond. Just thinking about this, are you? What are you looking for when you're when you're targeting these individual muskies? Is it simply that it is a larger fish than any of the others you see, or how are you kind of making that determination? 
Well, so I'm running a, a hummingbird mega imaging. I'm not using the live scope yet. I know some people are, and and I mean that's just incredible. You can determine, you know, which way the fish is facing. You can see the fish move. You can you know determine scale. Uh, with my hummingbird mega imaging, I can see the shadow, and you can you can. It's getting to the point where I can tell you if it's a 40 inch fish or a 50 inch fish. So I mean, technology has gotten that 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 advanced and that good we, we don't got a whole lot of time here we only got about a minute left i know you're huge into moon phases things like that how important is it to be able to be on the water during those peak times and anybody can get access to that through apps on your phone correct yeah moon overhead moon underfoot those are your majors your minors are moonrise and moonset uh, perfect example i was down at the cabin mowing the lawn Thursday, June 24th, it was it was a full moon. I got done mowing the lawn. I look, I'm like, hey, I got time to get to the lake. I had two hours um, to fish and, and moon rise and sunset were both within a half hour of each other during that period around that 9.30 to 9.50 time. And I caught two muskies, you know, uh, in a few hours. For musky fishing from that standpoint, that's that's phenomenal. So using uh, the moon to predict uh, bites or feeding windows is absolutely crucial to musky fishing. Brett Waldera, FM Muskies, Inc. President. Thank you very much for coming on Gone Outdoors. We appreciate it. Well, that is going to wrap things up for this weekend edition of Outdoors Live. Appreciate the podcast extra being made available by Scotty Brewer and Kyle Agri. Uh, make sure you check out them Saturday mornings at 11 o'clock. And then also you can check out their podcast at kfgo.com. This has been the weekend edition of Outdoors Live on News Radio, the Mighty 790 KFGO and FM 104.7. Till next time, I'm Doug Lear reminding you, as always, keep your lines tight and your powder dry. Have a great one out there.